Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Produce Buzzers Podcast. We are so happy you have joined us today, and I think you will be too after the show is over, because you will learn a lot about fresh fruits and vegetables, how to select and store them, how to prepare and cook them, and surprising facts about their history and origin. We hope it inspires you to eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, not only for your health, but also for your delight and pleasure as you explore their amazing world of taste and delicious flavors. Eating more of them will transform your life in so many positive ways. So settle back, relax, and get ready for another delicious adventure with the Produce Buzzers. Greetings, Produce Buzzers podcast fans, and welcome to another delicious episode of the Produce Buzzers podcast. I'm Edwin Stepp, your host and executive editor of ProduceBuzz.com. I'm joined once again by Teresa Nolan, the president and founder of Produce Buzz, along with Rick Stepp and Cynthia Benedetto, both contributing editors to Produce Buzz. We are so happy to have Robert Schuler on the show again today. Robert has been dubbed a produce expert by the food press and media. He has been accredited with over 20,000 articles about all kinds of fresh fruits and veggies in consumer and trade press. So perhaps Robert is the produce expert. <laughs> Robert is the director of public relations for Melissa's World Variety Produce, a company based in Southern California that is the largest purveyor of exotic fruits and vegetables. Chances are, if you find an unusual fruit or veggie on your grocery store shelf, it came from Melissa's. They sell about 1,000 different varieties of fruits and veggies from all around the world. Robert, thank you so much for joining us again on the podcast. So happy to have you back. Oh, thank you for having me on Produce Buzz there. Always happy to talk up the exciting world of produce in America. Yeah, and you guys have got some of the most exciting uh, fruits and veggies to talk about. Yeah, okay, every, every single day, uh, 365 days out of the year, literally something new and exciting comes in the season. And that we are just so blessed in America to have so many different options to be available for us. Right. And Melissa's is always on the lookout for new ones. So that's great. But today we are going to focus in on one fruit and veggie that used to be only eaten in the southwestern U.S. until Melissa's began to distribute it all across the country. Now it is a veggie that has a cult-like following it inspires celebrations, festivals, cookbooks, and celebrity chefs. We are talking today about hatch chili peppers, which are only grown in a small corner of New Mexico where the growing conditions are just right and cannot be duplicated anywhere else. Hatch peppers are just coming into season right now here at the beginning of August, but they don't last long, only a couple of months. So we wanted to bring them to your attention and encourage you to try them if you have not done so yet. You are in for a treat. I don't know what a hatch pepper is. Enlighten me. The hatch chili pepper is the green chili known in the Southwest. Hatch is the growing area in New Mexico. Hatch, New Mexico, is the largest growing per, um, for per capita area in the world for
for peppers. And they're known for this green chili as towards the end of season turns red. They also refer to it as the New Mexico chili or just the green chili. These chilies, just to let you know, have been available for about 140 years. We were the company that introduced Hatch into the, the rest of the United States outside the Southwest there. So the Hatch always become available during August, September. The chili season is very short from like the first week of August until mid to late September during that six or seven weeks, people throughout the United States go to the stores and buy them by the case so they can roast them and then put them into their freezer. And then you pull out some and you can enjoy them in a meal later in the year. And that's so how you do chilies in New Mexico, Texas, Arizona. The hatch has been one of the most popular chilies because typically, as you guys know, when you go to the store and you buy some of the hot chilies, whether it's habaneros or the most popular are the jalapenos, you only buy a handful of them, you know, maybe two or three. The thing is, when it comes to hatch, people buy them by the cases. <laughs> people in the Southwest, they don't mess around with this chili. They buy seven or eight cases before they go home. Each case weighs like 25 pounds each. I live in Southern California, so I have a refrigerator with a small freezer. So you can't fit a lot of frozen hatch chilies in there. But everybody in the Southwest has a freezer fridge or freezer in their garage yeah. for their meat. And the other half is for their green New Mexico chili, which we <laughs> carry the hatch. That's great. Yeah. I, I think I read that the hatch area has a special soil that makes them more flavorful than growing the same chilies in other climates? Yes, you've got a couple things going on there. First of all, the fertile soils, because it's fed by the Rio Grande River there. The focus on that growing region is that hatch is at a higher altitude. Most chili peppers are grown at sea level and in areas where it's really hot. So a regular chili growing area, you know, it's hot during the day, like, you know, 90. And then at night, it may be 70 degrees. That's a typical growing area. But Hatch, New Mexico is like in elevation. They're in like 4,000, 5,000 feet. So that whole Uvas Valley and the Hatch Valley, it's hot during the day, 90s, 100. But at night, because they're in elevation, it will go down in the 50s or 60s. And what ends up happening is you create a chili that has a really thick skin and thick meaty flesh. And also you've got to consider the growing area is also the monsoon effect, which feeds the chilies almost every two or three days. There's kind of a storm that just kind of really dampens the area there. So you have this microclimate of things that are going on in that main growing area that make the hatch chili so special. That's mm -hmm. really interesting. I didn't know all that, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's yeah. why, yeah, I was, that was one of my questions. Why can't you just grow hatch chilies in California year round? Well, you can't, you can't duplicate that environment. You can't duplicate the, uh, the weather. If you guys didn't know, it is actually the chili capital of the United States and probably ah. of the world. More chilies are grown uh, agriculturally 
uh, in that area than anywhere else in the United States or the world for that matter. Now you said the the more peppers are grown there. Uh, we uh, there's a town of Hatch, but does the yes. Hatch region extend well beyond that town of Hatch, or is it really just? Well, to understand Hatch, New Mexico, if you Google it, the the town is less than a mile long. The growing area several hundred miles, and it's pretty much all chilies. It can only be at, in that area if it's grown in Hatch, New Mexico. Uh, it can only be called a hatch chili pepper. Okay. Outside of it, I think more of the locals may call the uh, the peppers New Mexico chili or the green chili. It's the only chili that is available in mild, medium, hot, and extra hot. No other chili does that. You know, whether you have bell peppers, bell peppers are all zero Scoville heat units. And then when you get to jalapenos, Jalapenos are like six to 10,000 scalable heat units. But there are um, hatch chilies that are mild, as mild as an Anaheim. And then there's the very hot that are hot, as hot as Serrano chilies. I was curious about that. Are the differences in their, their heat level based on a different varieties or is it how much they age or, uh, you know, because some peppers I think get hotter if they go if you let them age and they turn red but not that's not right it. and that's why for most chilies there's a range like jalapenos six thousand to ten thousand you keep them on the vine a little bit longer they start to get the, the cracks yeah um, and then or and also if you keep them on the vine longer they not only get a little bit warmer but they also can turn red and so they get sweeter but they also get hotter right. now new mexico is there's about 50 different varieties of hatch chilies with the different heat levels, Scoville heat units. So you're thinking, well, the chili, they all look the same. How do they know the difference between mild, medium, hot, and extra hot? Well, each lot is by variety, at least a football field in size. So when the grower, when the pickers go through, they only do one heat level a day or one heat level during a shift. And then that is the key. When you buy hatch chilies, at your local store when the season starts back up in August, September, check on the package, check on the box that it's marked off mild, medium, hot, or extra hot. Oh, that is advice. the key because you just can't look at the chili and say, oh, that's mild or that's hot. They all look the same. Right. Got it. So it's the, there are different varieties. It's not just leaving them on the uh, plant longer uh, to get, uh, get it hotter. It's a different completely, no. but, but they, but all these varieties look exactly the same. They look exactly the same. That's interesting. Uh, when you bite into it, you'll definitely know what you have. Do they, um, use manual labor to harvest them? Yes, of course. And do the workers have to wear like special gloves because don't the oils from the peppers get on their hands and. Oh, most problems? definitely. When you're hand <laughs> very good. When you're handling chili peppers, especially when you're dealing with hot, yes, the oils can get onto your hands. And then what happens is you get it into your eye and then your eyes burning, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I saw this YouTube thing that the fellow said, just squirt some uh, lemon on your hands and then that takes that away. Helps. Doesn't take it away. Oh, I thought you said it takes it. I thought it'd take it away. <laughs> no, always wash your hands in hot water. But the thing is, is that you want to harvest with gloves on because say you, you had dry skin or cracks or maybe a cut and you're picking peppers, 
because peppers are always picked manually. The heat can get in, you know, where that cut is or your crack, your cracked uh, skin and it would burn your hands. So leather gloves are typical tools of the trade when picking. Yeah. I, I think Cynthia is going to let other people pick her peppers. She's not. Uh... <laughs> and I'm such like a wimp. I'd have to go like, wait, wait, wait. I got to have the first one picked off. Yeah, she's our prima donna here. She doesn't, you know. No, not prima donna. I just like value all of my taste buds and I can't do the, you know, the habaneros. I can't do the scotch bonds. I can't do that. But I'm glad you did your homework, Cynthia. You watched Robert's video. That was good. (laughs) You get points. You get extra points for that today. (laughs) If you wanted to know what is the best way to relieve the burn if your mouth is on fire, um, some people use water. That doesn't help as well. Some people say beer, but if you drink too much, that will lead to something else. <laughs> some people, and, but the true thing is, is there's a protein in milk and dairy that um, allows you to break down or slow down the burning process in your mouth. Oh. But if you're lactose intolerant, there's another set of uh, things that are happening there that yeah. won't work for you uh, right. if you want to relieve the burn. Yeah, and I've also heard that you you know something like bread helps as well because it soaks those oils. You're getting that heat from the oil, uh, is what I understand, and that bread soaks that oil off and kind of cleans it cleans it out. So <laughs> that's another. Yes, thing. anything starchy like potatoes, bread. This is a full flavored chili, and to understand about chili peppers, for those who don't understand. There's 36 different varieties available to us, both fresh and dry in the United States. Chili peppers is all about flavor. Heat is just a secondary consideration. So whether you're a kid starting out on trying different peppers, this is you can have them mild. Or if you already are chili aficionado, what they call a chili head, you could go for the extra hot. But the extra hot, the hottest it gets is about serrano. It's not over... Um, uh, 17,000 Scoville units. So the hottest it gets is like Serrano pepper, which is too hot, unless you feed it to a kid who's never had a chili pepper before. (laughs) Then you'll see some tears. Don't do that. Yeah. I love Serranos and I eat them often because they're so that you can get them easier than a lot of other things, but they've almost become too mild for me. I really like my, (laughs) but the fact that they're so easy to peel more than any other chili, they're easier to peel than Anaheim chilies or poblano chilies. Um, relative to poblano, are they eaten like that, or are they used? Are they used as a, a vehicle full of cheese and deep fried, or are they more as a, a flavor enhancer? Okay, so again, chilies is all about flavor. The poblano chili is the chili they use for chili rellenos on a year-round basis because the poblanos are available fresh on a year-round basis. I wanna let you know that hatch chilies, they look just like the Anaheim chilies. They're lighter green and a little bit longer, but they're big. Poblanos are really wide, thick, and they're, they're like almost like a dark green, black in color. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. The grandchild of the hatch, it was developed by the University of New Mexico. They created the Anaheim chili from the hatch chili, but the Anaheim chili is not as thick. It's thinner skin. It looks very similar, but the Anaheim chili is available year round and it's only mild. 
You know how I mentioned that chilies have a certain range, but mm -hmm. hatch chilies, they have mild, medium, hot, and extra hot. They have a cult-like following, don't they, these hatch peppers? And all the fe there's festivals and roastings in the grocery store parking lots. People all over Southern California, where I live, uh, get very excited when the hatch season rolls around. And the grocery stores uh, seem to all do hatch roastings in their parking lots. Isn't that true? And what's so special about these roastings, because I've been doing them for years with our company at various stores, is that people don't come just to get their peppers. You know, they mm. they buy them and then roast them. They just kind of hang out for a while. People kind of talk and they share experience. It's kind of like a little festival in itself. Yeah. And many of the festivals are also doing samplings. And also uh, the, the store may offer like, they might be cooking hatch, uh, hatch pepper burgers or cornbread or pairing it with cheese. A lot of the hatch chili roastings have the cookie there, the sampler. Um, so it's a hoot. It's like a little party in front of the yeah. stores, in front of these roasters. And um, this happens all, uh, all uh, summer long uh, when the season is down in the Southwest. There's this cult following of people who love these chilies. And they obviously, when they come to the roasting, they're the, they're the people who buy like two, three, four cases of chilies <laughs> because they know what it's all about, about bringing the roasted chilies home, packaging about a dozen in your freezer Ziploc bags and putting them into your freezer, getting out all the uh, ice cream cartons and filling their <laughs> freezer up with these hatched chilies. Because when a certain event comes up, maybe it's a it's an anniversary, a birthday, other holiday, and you want to have the hatch chili, uh, you just thaw them out on, on your um, counter when you pull them out of the freezer, peel them, seed them, uh, take out the vein, chop them up, and bam, you have, it, you have an instant hatch chili dish that you can put together. See, the thing is, is that because they're so medium thick, they're one of the few chilies that can be frozen get this for up to two years but really you just have to be able to store enough hatched fresh hatched chilies after being roasted in your freezer to get you through the next year and that's why right. people come by 40 50 60 i've seen people buy 120 pounds they bring their <laughs> truck and i say where are you going to store them all and they say well we have an outside freezer but if you're not in new mexico texas or arizona Go on to our site, melissa.com, and find out where you can find a local packed chili roasting. Now, the stores will offer the chilies um, throughout the whole season for the next six to eight weeks. And you can buy them raw at any time, you know. And uh, But if you're buying cases, you definitely want to line up a, a date and time that the local store will have it. I mean, you could definitely roast a box of 20 pounds at home, but on a typical barbecue grill that you have at home, it's gonna take several hours to be able to grill that. And there's these special roasters that they make in um, Hash, New Mexico for these specific chilies. And right. you get there and get them all roasted. And when you get them home, uh, you can put them into your freezer for longer storage until the next season. Yeah, fantastic. Can you give that web address again to find those uh, roasting places? Yes. To find out where your local retailer uh, has not only hatched chili peppers and the many essential products, and also where you can go in and get your peppers and get them roasted 
Um, usually it takes about five minutes for a, a 20 pound bat box of chili pepper roast to get roasted in front of the stores for free. You go to our homepage at melissas.com and every day we put up there a few extra retailers that are coming on to doing roastings. Okay. So just if you go today, you're going to see a lot of different retailers. It's named by your retail store, AZ. You go to your retailer and look for a, uh, a retailer in your area, and it will list all the different retailers that are going to be doing roastings this year. Fantastic. I got to check that out. I've not been to a Hatch Chili roasting service before, but <laughs> I want to do that this year since uh, I've had the Hatch Chilies and I've had them roasted and I've done, I've roasted some myself, but I've never been to one of these Hatch roasting parties in a parking lot. So let's talk about the other cult following event, the Hatch Festival every year. Tell us about that. Yes, if you guys really want to immerse yourself during the Hatch Chili season, go to the number one single product festival in the United States. For the last 15 years, it has been in Hatch, New Mexico, every Labor Day weekend. As soon as you Google Hatch Chili Peppers, you'll probably be leading to either to our company or the festival. 25,000 people, even during COVID, come to this event. It's, it's not a formalized, organized event. It's more like everybody in the Southwest, like, packs in their RVs, grabs their tent, throws it in their car, and they sleep out on the growing fields. And during that whole weekend, you will immerse yourself in hatch chili everything. Drinks have hatch chilies in them. So it's it's Con like Bur candy has tacky oh, in there. Oh, that <laughs> brownies, <laughs> cookies, everything is hatched chili. Labor Day weekend, Hatch Chili Festival. It's been going on for thirty years in Hatch, wow. New Mexico. Get out that RV or that camper <laughs> and head down there that weekend. And just to <laughs> let you know, it's a summer weekend. It's one hundred and ten degrees, uh, and people <laughs> just don't care. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, it's sort of like Burning Man, but maybe they should call it Burning Mouth. <laughs> well, well there's yeah. mild ones. So it's family. It's a family-friendly event. So okay. that's the neat thing about that because they know that Labor Day weekend's one of the last weekends for a big roast. There's nothing you can eat or drink there that doesn't have hatch in there, except maybe the water. Okay, you Everything didn't mention you eat that weekend has hatch in it. Maybe even the water in the ice cubes. <laughs> it's probably seeping into the groundwater from the plants, but uh, you didn't mention beer. There's got to be some breweries there making hatched beer. <laughs> oh, definitely. I've also heard of wineries as well. I've never tried it myself, but apparently every year there's a vendor that sells hatch, hatch pepper wine. Oh. So we actually carry a line of hatch products that you can now find in your local store on a year round basis. So you can always have the flavor of Hatch Chilies. As I mentioned, the Hatch Chilies are available fresh only August, September. However, from late July all the way through December, we carry all these Hatch products that where you can always get the flavor of Hatch Chilies. Oh, um, okay. Like we do a Hatch Pecans and we have chocolate covered Hatch Pecans we wow. have glazed hatch pecans. We do hatch red pistachios. 
Uh, those are some of our newer items. The products that you have that are the hatch covered different nuts that you have are what is the uh, Scoville level on those? Is that they're all mi- they're all mild? Oh, great. We made it family friendly. We do a clean snack. Uh, we do a a, a green. Uh, a green powdered uh, pecan. We do a red powder pecan. We do a, a line of salsa. We do a line of polenta with the hatch. We do a hatch popcorn. We do a hatch seasoning. We do a green hatched green pepper dried powder. We do it in a red powder. We do multiple sauces, both red and green, and mix. Uh, you also now this year will find the hatch ketchup hatch <laughs> dijon mustard and okay. hatch barbecue sauce we do dried hatch chilies on a year-round basis so we have this huge line of about 12 different items so if you don't have your fresh hatch chilies that are lasting throughout the year in your freezer you could always look for these newer or uh this whole line of hatch chili products at your local store in the produce department. One of the things that caught my attention was the dried hatch peppers. As the season progresses, those green chilies that are kept on the vine turn red. Um, They do get a little bit hotter because they stay on the vine a little bit more, just a little bit warmer depending on the different heat levels. And uh, that's also the time where they do a final picking for the red chilies that also are not only a little bit warmer, but also they produce a little bit more sweetness. And so at that time, all the rest of the chilies are harvested red and either dry, processed, or made into restress, which is very popular in the Southwest as well. The dried chili braid, like the braid of of chilies, that is called a restra. And those are all red chilies. Yes, a restra. I never knew what the term for that was, but yeah. now that, that's not just for decoration. Do they take them off and, cut and make, use it for spicing dishes or yes. is it just for decoration? In the Southwest, New Mexico, Texas, Arizona, roosters are hung up in the kitchen um, and you pull off the dried chili when you're ready to use. It's okay. just like a garlic braid concept right. there. Uh, now, if you buy a, a, a chili braid probably outside the Southwest, Make sure it's a restra and not a decorative one. The decorative yeah. ones, they lacquer, and that's only <laughs> ornamental. Right. Uh, you'll find out very soon they are not edible <laughs> and very shiny. <laughs> yes, that's what I was wondering because I've seen them as being sold as decorative items. And I thought, well, hmm, it seems like you could also eat the, a dry, you can eat a dry chili, but not if it's lacquered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So be careful with that. There'll, there'll be a sign on it that says not edible. Yeah. Uh, and typically those are ones you find uh throughout um out not outside the south the southwest but melissa's does chili the the hatch chili restras available the edible kind so you can hang up and then pull as needed so and do you sell those on your website or uh or do you send them to the stores well we do send them to the stores as well uh and not only will you be able to find our fresh hot chilies in stores across the country restras the dried chilies uh how would you use those like any other dried pepper? Just put it in a, you'd probably have to cook it in a stew or a soup or something like that. What, how yeah. That- and we actually sell them again. I had mentioned about hatch chilies earlier about them being 
mild, medium, and hot, and extra hot. We actually sell them mild and hot. So depending on your application and how you use it. Yes, dry chilies are, if you wanted to cook with them, you have to reconstitute them. They also shrink up and smaller. So say the recipe called for one fresh hatched chili roasted and peeled. You wouldn't use one dried roasted hatched chili and peeled. It, it, it doesn't translate well. Usually when they're dried, um, a little bit goes a long way versus the fresh, you know, uh, because the flavors are so intense when you dry a chili versus if it's fresh. That's why in most cases, uh, most chilies, when you go from fresh to dry, they're called something different. For example, fresh Anaheim chilies, there's no such thing as a fresh Anaheim chili. It's called dried California chili. The uh, fresh equivalent is the, the uh, Anaheim. Now, now, on the hatch one, we didn't change the name there, but another example is um, poblano. Poblanos are only uh, available fresh. When you dry them, you don't call them dried poblanos. You call them dried ancho chilies. Yes. So I really no. cover this in the um, in one of my newer books, uh, the Melissa's Great uh, Pepper Cookbook that talks about the 36 different varieties of peppers that are available to us in the United States. That's great. Robert has written so many great cookbooks. Uh, we want to talk about those uh, before we sign off today. But I would like to hear about the season this year. How's it going? So tell us about this season. Uh, what's the crop looking like? I think you mentioned that you're starting maybe a little bit earlier than usual. I hope that's a good sign. What's the season? Yeah, it was actually a, a warmer summer than usual. Typically, the season starts the first week of August and goes through the end of September. However, our first crop just came off recently um, in late uh, July. And so the season is already happening. So you're going to be able to enjoy these peppers at least through or find them at your local stores uh, until mid-September. Great. So Fantastic. You've got, you know, uh, a few weeks to go. Right. And before you know it, it's going to be over. So. Act now, go to melissa.com, go on to the homepage. You'll see uh, where you can locate the hatch peppers and the mini roasting that you go to. Good. So did that, the fact that it was warmer through the summer, that came on earlier, but how does that affect the quality? Does it make the quality uh, better or is it? It's just uh, popping a little earlier because of the summer. Uh, you know, most of the United States have experienced, especially in the Southwest, more of a drought type year. And the quality of the, uh, the chili coming off is excellent. I can't speak for all the other companies, but when you find Melissa's logo on the box, you know you're getting top quality. Because I know you can also find them in like large gunny sacks. I can assure you that the large boxes, the product that we offer, doesn't have a lot of stem and leaf and maybe some gravel in the boxes. So, uh, you know, I've heard of that happening in yep. those big stacks because of the way they pack them, but ours are packed and sorted before they're boxed. Yep. So we just take that extra step of uh, food safety um, and also quality. Right. Uh, because all the unsuperior chilies that are put in the box are used for all the um, 
are used and processed off for all the other items that we carry because they're not photogenic, like our hatched chili peppers, and made into all the other products I was talking about earlier. So that the volume then is consistent year to year, or uh, do you find some years because of weather problems or whatever that the volume drops off? And, and how? what specifically about this year would you say to the volume? Uh, yes, uh, the vol because we... The monsoon season has been more mild, not as much rainfall, because when it rains and it, it, it floods down, the, the, the growers cannot go in, uh, first of all, because of the water draining through. They can't go in and pick. It makes it very muddy on top of that, and then you end up getting a muddy chili. So yeah. when there's a bad monsoon, uh, you know, whether it's at only a few hours or a day or a couple days, uh, they might not be able to go in there and pick more. So Sometimes there's little gaps. We haven't run into that. And we've been going, they've been picking strong for the last two weeks oh, very right good. now. Yeah. So if there's a monsoon next week, I can't speak for that. But the monsoon is what feeds the vines. The monsoons right. don't take out the vines. The vines are strong. But it's really a matter of the of the, the growers getting back in there to be able to pick the chilies off. And so so far, so good. We're, we've been really blessed. And another reason why the, the chili peppers have matured so fast and uh, started off this season so early. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. Sounds like this year is going to be a good year for both quality and volume. So thanks for that update. But now it's time for us to talk about how to use these wonderful, delicious hatch peppers, how to cook with them, how to prepare them. And let's get back to your cookbooks. That's a good place to start since you guys have such great recipes featuring hatch peppers. Our hatch chili cookbook was our is our number one selling book. And we sell 30,000 copies during that two months. So we decided after five years to do a new, another new hatch pepper cookbook that just came out in July. My newest cookbook that I wrote with our Melissa's uh, chef team is the new hatch pepper cookbook. And that's another hundred and some recipes to add to the other 150 that are in the other book. 250 recipes in those books. Wow, fantastic. You know the hatch chili pepper when you said bread, it goes great in bread, but oh. the favorite the favorite bread I like to put hatch chilies is is in your favorite corn meal Ooh, mix in your corn yeah. bread. We yeah. have several recipes on that. The chilies and cornbread, that's one of the first times I was introduced to hatched chilies and cornbread. And that was like 15 years ago, and I haven't looked back. That's like yeah. my favorite thing to do with hatched chili peppers. Okay, I love cornbread. making cornbread, so that's going to be my next uh, my next endeavor on cornbread. <laughs> that's, that's great. Do you have a recipe for hatch pepper jelly? I think we do have a jelly in our cookbook. I know jalapeno jellies and habanero jellies are really popular. So mm -hmm. I believe in the first book, that the great uh, Hatch Chili Pepper Cookbook by Melissa's Produce does have a jelly in there. You thought you'd get me, Rick, didn't you? <laughs> no, I was, we used to sell a lot of hot pepper jelly at our fruit markets. And I was okay. curious if they, um, if that was a popular item. Do you find hot, do you find Hatch Pepper jelly at the festival? Um, yes, definitely. I've always seen it. It pairs so well, like on a crostini or a cracker with a little cream uh, uh, cheese on top. It's a delicious little elegant appetizer. 
Um, Melissa's doesn't sell it yet. We sell we sell the cookbook that has the recipe. I just printed your recipe on hatch pepper apple pie from Melissa's. Yes. And uh, the reason I thought of that is I, when we sold the hot pepper jelly, I thought, you know, I bet you could make an apple pie with, with green chilies and it would be delicious. And I made one. And do you know, that was the worst pie I have ever eaten in my life. <laughs> well, it's because you made it, Rick. You might have put too hot. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, in regards to an apple pie, it's it's about 10% chili peppers, not like 50-50 apple to peppers there. Yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, a lot of the chili peppers are really, they're thick um, and um, they just don't, they don't have that reflective flavor profile uh that is sweet like the hatch pepper so you know i would suggest rick go ahead print out that recipe and try it again you will be surprised yeah i just printed it so there we go what kind of what what kind of apples come in i'm gonna try it what kind of apples do they what variety apples probably a granny smith yeah, that's usually you want to use, use a tart apple you want to use the tart not the super sweet when you're right. making apple pies so yeah they hold up will, better too yes because what happens is on the tart on the tart apples it, it melts away the 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 tart and the sweetness comes out but when you cook a sweet apple like gala or fuji one of your more common apples you lose sweetness when you cook them so that's why you always want to go with a tart apple when you're making an apple yeah. pie and you're usually adding sugar anyway uh, some kind of sugar. you do add sugar that yeah. that can help as well Right, got and it. They, they do recommend the Granny Smith. We do ha hatch ch chocolate covered and yogurt covered pecans that are from Hatch as well. Hmm. So I think the possibilities are endless on what you can do to add a little spice to a dish. And they, and you know what's so surprising when you say desserts, the peppers, if you didn't know, pair so well with chocolate. So those chocolate lovers out there, if you've never had a Hatch. Uh, chili um, chocolate chip cookie. You can go to our website and get that recipe for free. We have so many other um, uh, hatch chocolate-based desserts. So if you're a chocolate uh, connoisseur and you like peppers, they go both together. And there's so many great benefits about eating peppers. Not only the amount of vitamin A, but vitamin C. Did you know peppers have three times more vitamin C than an orange? And you thought the orange had the most vitamin C. Right. Um, but, and also, you know, it gives you energy. Uh, it increases your heart rate. It lowers your, your blood pressure. There's so many great benefits on capsicum, which is spiciness of what you find in a, in a chili pepper. Um, that derived with that. But yeah. one thing's for sure, um, if you've never had to hatch chili pepper in any meal or dish, you are missing out. <laughs> oh, yes, that is so true. So listeners, don't miss out on the hatch chili pepper season. It's upon us. But you only have six, maybe eight weeks, but, but you better do it soon because the hatch peppers will all be gone very soon gone to their cult following of people across the country. What a delight and privilege to have Robert on the show today to reveal to us information about another one of those unusual fruits and veggies that Melissa's World Variety Produce sells and expand our knowledge about the fruit and veggie 
kingdom. Robert, thanks again for joining us. Uh, once again, always a pleasure. Always such interesting and exciting information you bring. Keep up the good work at Melissa's and hope you'll come back again someday. I surely will. And uh, thank you, Produce Buzz, for having me on and the rest of your gang there. All the best. Thanks, Robert. Goodbye. Well, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to the Produce Buzzers podcast. Brought to you by Produce Buzz, the gathering place for lovers of fresh fruits and veggies. We hope you were entertained a bit and educated a lot about fresh produce. Be sure to join us next time. And please tell your friends to do so as well. Like, share, and comment on our Produce Buzz Facebook page. And check out our website at www.producebuzz.com. There you will find articles about fresh fruits and veggies, how to select, store, and prepare them, as well as lots of interesting facts about all the wonderful bounty the earth provides for us. Until next time, be fruitful, and don't forget to veg out.